Grandpa Jim Motivation Central Station. How are you all? I just wanted to get back on here. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. I've just been uh, taking a few days off. You know, there's a saying that even the big ocean liner ships have to come in and get some rest every once in a while, come into dock, refuel, uh, you know, um, clean, clean the ship up. And uh, get it ready to go back out to sea. So, um, so that's what I was doing. Um, are you in the Christmas mood yet? You know, how are you doing on the Christmas? You know, are you caught up into all the madness? I know I was up until recently. So I really made an effort uh, to wrap up my Christmas stuff. Um, buying gifts and uh you know, the like, you know, getting all that done. So I can just kind of enjoy this period, you know, catch my breath a little bit um, and take some stress off of me. And I think I'll be able to enjoy the season a little more. I'm going to watch some Christmas films, listen to a little music. And uh, that might be some tips for yourself to just kind of jump in on the mood a little bit more, um, and, uh, you know, and gratitude. I think a lot of the stuff always comes down to gratitude. I'm so grateful this year. Just had a lot of nice things, even though it was COVID. Um, and, you know, I was very fortunate myself with uh, work. I had a lot of work this year. And, and some new faces in our family. We've got some new uh, grandchildren in the family. So what be- what more could you ask for? Uh, that way for sure. So um, the title you're probably tuning in uh, with the Donald Trump uh, WTF syndrome. And for those of you that don't know what that stands for, I'm going to let you do some homework (laughs) by yourself. Sometimes you need a little catchy title on here for those that do know what that means uh, to have you come in and have a discussion and so yesterday I was just absolutely shocked uh, with the emails that went out about herd, uh, the herd immunity. What is herd immunity? Well, it's related to COVID-19. And the idea with herd immunity is, is to let the uh, disease, the virus, just run rampant. So uh, part of their strategy was to have kids. <laughs> this almost sounds like Germany in the 1940s, that we're just going to have uh, young, healthy kids carry the virus around and get everybody else, uh, you know, give the virus to everybody else. And it's just blows my mind, like, Herd immunity in the richest country in the world is just crazy. You know, like, you know, herd immunity, uh, you know, on paper, probably, uh, you know, but on paper, it's your loved one. That would be a loved one of somebody's, you know, that could be your child. That could be, you know, your grandparent. This is insane that this was even brought up. And then it was done behind the scenes they found some emails of them really promoting this and the guy that made the emails um they had him on several talk shows um you know spouting this herd immunity and then later they had him on other uh shows doing a trump where he had he was like no i never said that and you know now it's here in black and white and 
wow, that's just so scary that these people were running the country to me. Um, So, you know, I was thinking the other day, this is how traumatized I was. I heard Trump's name, and in my head I saw him coming down that escalator with Melania in Trump Tower uh, in 2015, and in my head I was like, oh, is there any way that escalator could break? And, you know, but I know they're going to play that clip for the rest of our lives. We'll see him. And every news show, you know, when they reminisce about Donald Trump coming down that elevator and uh, if it could only broke and, you know, I wouldn't be so traumatized (laughs) from the last four years. Um, So I want to talk about gun violence, too. And the reason why I want to bring this up is it's such an epidemic in our area. I can't talk about everywhere, but I do believe nationally the statistics are up of young people and gun violence. And in our area, the statistics are double of what they were uh, a year or so ago. I believe the numbers were like in the 140 range or so with murders, and this year they're up to, you know, in the 300 range. They're doubled from what they were, and I have recently had some interactions with people that uh, were victims of gun violence. I actually hired a person that um, was traumatized in 16, when he was about 16, 17, he was in gangs, and I learned a lot of stuff about gangs from him I did not know. There are certain gangs that fall under certain stars. So there's like a five-point star, and he was in the gangs that are related to this. And this is like a nationwide thing. So if you're a five-star, the name of your gang may be different, but you're like a brother in crime with somebody in another city. I did not know this. And then if uh, you're in a six-star gang, you would be, your your gang might be, you may be in the Milwaukee area here in Wisconsin, and then you have a, another gang in Chicago that falls under the six star, so you're kind of like brothers and sisters in this uh, world, and uh, so just mind-blowing for me to learn some of this stuff, and, um, and so this is the environment he was brought up in, uh, he's a young man. He's selling drugs for an older person in the community because there's no work or anything in there. And he said he kind of looked up to this guy because he owned some properties. And, you know, he really didn't know. He did these activities till some time went on. And then he found himself in that situation. And then somebody uh, tried robbing him one day and they were pointing a handgun at him. So he reached up. And he uh, put his hand um, on the barrel of the gun and pushed the gun either to the right or the left so the bullet wouldn't hit him. And it went into his finger. So he's got a, a trauma that he lives with on a daily basis when he looks at his hands. And he talked about one other time where he had a handgun on him and somebody tried to rob him and then he was pulling his gun out and the other person was pulling they're gonna out, and I, I guess I like to shine light on this that this stuff is real, this stuff exists, and I guess I bring it up because I, I don't know how to solve it. You know, like to this day, he says he's pro gun, 
and I'm trying to talk to him about the craziness of that whole lifestyle and uh, he's not living the lifestyle anymore but um, he still wants to have a handgun around and uh, so I'm very conflicted I've, I've written papers uh, about handguns and they're usually uh, more likely to uh, end up in a suicide than they're uh, likely to end up in definitely defending somebody, an intruder in your home. Like the odds are so minuscule that you'll actually use it uh, when somebody's coming through your window that um, in my world, I just don't take those risks. I'd be too afraid of the other things that could happen with that weapon. And so, um, you know, I guess if somebody pulls a gun on me, I just, uh, I'm gonna... uh, Trust that I'll be in a better place uh, someday if, if something would happen to me. Uh, so I want to talk about um, having, um, uh, you know, so I guess my point with that before I move on here is, you know, I'm, I'm counting on you people to come up with some solutions. You know, what can we do to change that kind of environment? Like... How ill and sick is that environment, but how do we mend it? And just think of the trauma he carries with him for the rest of his life. And so um, he did end up getting involved with um, drugs. And so I've been working with him on realizing how traumatized he is. Because some of us, I remember the great talk show host before Jay Leno came along or Jimmy Fallon or Conan O'Brien, Johnny Carson saying people don't realize (laughs) they're insane before they come sane again. So I'm trying to work with him daily uh, when he is with me on, um, first of all, once an addict, he told me he used this drug for three years, he doesn't use it anymore. But he definitely was using it. He actually listens to music all day long. Like, it kind of frustrates me. I'm letting him just kind of do his thing. But on the job sites, he will actually have his music playing. He has these headphones. Sometimes it's hard to communicate with him right now. But I'm slowly moving the process along. Um... Uh, my business will be fine. Um, even if we're moving a, a step or two slower, I just want to see this kid get healthy. And um, so um, as long as I'm on that topic, uh, too, uh, this comes to mind is t- tonight I'm having a fundraiser through my comedy school. And every year we uh, try to pick a cause in the community that, can help. Well, one of my son's high school friends just was in a car accident, got sideswiped, got out at the traffic light to say, hey, you just, you know, took off the side of my car as you went down the street. I need your insurance information. And he got shot in the chest and he has no insurance. And he, you know, had a big uh, recovery thing. Um, I guess he was in the hospital for 10 days or so. And he's out now, but um, just think of the lifetime trauma that he'll go with and the lack of trust that he will have in his community. That's why I am not uh, a proponent of guns at all. You know, hunting guns, yes. Handguns, 
high-powered rifles. No, no, we don't need uh, automatic weapons. We see whose hands those generally end up in, and those are people that probably shouldn't have any weapon whatsoever. Uh, And it's played out over and over in our society. So now, let's get to the bright, sunshiny stuff. (laughs) How do you follow that up? I'm sorry, but... You know, I I do part of this podcast because I want my grandchildren, um, you know, to know that I fought for them to change their society. At this stage in my life, I'm going to turn, I'm I'm in my last few weeks of my 50s. I've been kidding my wife. She turned 60 earlier this year that I'm still in the 50s club, <laughs> but not for too much longer, right? So I'm I'm moving into hopefully the last third of my life. And um, it's not about me no more. It's, it's you know, uh, it's about my granddaughters, my grandson and making a place that's livable. You know, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. It was about love and peace and happiness and you know I'm I'm praying I'm hoping you know that we can bring that back in a good you know as soon as possible ASAP as soon as possible right um, so I would like to talk about um, people that are struggling that are very isolated you don't have friends um, the way I think to you know help yourself get friends is is to f- remember those old friends and try to reconnect whether that's through Facebook or through phone numbers and just you know how do you do that well you just get online or you pick up that phone and you say hello and then they pick up that phone or they send you a text and they say uh hello how are you doing and you start a conversation right because There's all kinds of research that the more people you have in your circle, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, if you go back, especially to the, you know, go to the list, down to the bottom. There, uh, A lot of my earlier podcasts are, how do you connect with positive people? There's so much research around the fact that if you are hanging out with positive, healthy, aspiring people, you will... You know, be that that goodness, that positive energy will, you know, get into the fiber of your being. You know, there is we are social animals and the more connected you are to positive, healthy people. And, uh, you know, it, it, when you do reconnect with these people, do an assessment. You know, is this relationship and I, you know, I always honest with my audience here and you know, I tried to help two gentlemen for 10 years um, with addictions. And, you know, I came, I gave them each 10 chances with my employees. I give them 10 chances, right? Um, you know, because I'm always working with, I like to work with people that have struggles. <laughs> and so I understand, like I had a guy that was on parole that worked with me. And the problem with uh, parole is these people go away. Um, this man did a robbery. And if you met him, you'd say this guy did a robbery. <laughs> like he was a young man, did a robbery. And um, he 
uh, had served his time. He paid his debt to society. I promise you he's not robbing anybody again. And, you know, statistically, people outgrow these behaviors. And um, the parole always wanted him to um, show up during the day when he was trying to get a job to work. And not only that, they have to pay for their parole officer, you know. So they, they actually have to pay to stay out of jail. And so how can you work if you got to go? But I would always, you know, I in my business, I would always... Uh, let him, you know, I'd take him to his appointment, say, okay, I'm going to go do the next job, and then I will come back, and um, I'll pick you up, you know, because um, I want to see people succeed, and I will be fine um, myself, personally, you know, and beyond, I don't need, I don't need much, um, you know, so I don't need, you know, I have everything I want, you know, I'm lucky. You know, I'm not a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination. I just am very blessed. Let's just say that. Uh, so, um, so I'm going to challenge you if you're one of these people isolated. Just get the courage. Just do yourself a favor because that will get you out of your pain and misery and out of your head. You know, make a card for somebody. You know, send it. Send it in the mail to somebody, you know, anything to bring yourself out of yourself. Uh, it's the law of the land. It always has been. If you look at any philosophy, it's always about helping another person. And so, too, so what seeds are you sowing through this holiday season, right? If you're going to run around and do chaos, and you know, it's hard to get to that peaceful state. So if you have, I'm going to, you know, just a recommendation. If you have a lot of shopping to do, just go get it done. You know, just really make a commitment the next day or two that you're going to get that done. So you can sit back and really enjoy the holiday season and, and take it in for, you know, what it's supposed to be. And once you get these good habits where you're helping others and, um, you know, bad habits go away. You know, the drinking, the smoking. Uh, the lack of exercise, you know, when you start taking action, you start moving forward step by step, uh, you're going to get your place to a better, you know, a, a better spot. You just will. And um, you'll be more relaxed, more positive. And then for those of you that are, you know, maybe struggling with a substance, I always say if you take that drink out of the person's hand or the marijuana or the pill uh, you can put a million other things in your hand so your world will become oh so fruitful and so much positivity uh, so anyways I wanted to come out and hang out with you folks a little bit here um, you know uh, hopefully we don't get traumatized the next four years. I promise you we're not because we have a man that isn't a social path, right? And uh, so have a wonderful holiday season. Um, try to, you know, think about how can we change these neighborhoods that are so violent. And, um, you know, I'd like to hear from you. Um, I have a Facebook page called Motivation Central Station. Um, just like the title of this 
podcast uh, for sure. And uh, so try to bring a smile to everybody that you encounter today, right? We all can give a smile, that's for sure. So, hey, thanks for hanging out with Grandpa Jim today. You all have a wonderful, prosperous day.